dug into that field. Yeah, just a quick redirect. Knew he felt something the way he kind of did that little double hop and went down. That's a good sign. Not being assisted either. Surprisingly coming off the, the field under his own steam. Masoli headed to the locker room. Definitely favoring that leg. CFL News, the Ticats have signed quarterback David Watford following the season-ending injury to Jeremiah Mazzoli. Watford appeared in four games for the Rough Riders last year, throwing for 168 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. Dane Evans is expected to handle starting duties for Hamilton for the remainder of the season. And that's the big news heading into Week 8 in the Canadian Football League. I'm Andy McNamara, and this is CFL Weekly across the TSN Radio Network Canada-wide. I'm coming to you from the TSN 1050 studios in Toronto. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at AndyMC81. You can follow along as well. Watch behind the scenes in studio on twitch.tv slash Live. Yeah, Jeremiah Masoli. Jerry, football is gone. He's down. He's out. For the year with the ACL. So Dane Evans takes over. We'll get into a lot of that throughout the show. Uh, Matthew Shinetti covers the Ticats as well as the whole league, but is in Hamilton and Toronto quite often. So we'll chat with Matthew Shinetti, my good buddy, in about uh, 12 minutes' time. Then we go behind the helmet with Shaq Cooper of the Edmonton Eskimos, who had himself a day last week as the Eskimos Shut out the Argonauts. I chatted with him a little bit earlier. Fascinating guy. His cousin is NFL legend Frank Gore. Can you believe that? So we'll talk with Shaq Cooper about his. This was his third pro game in two years. And in two of the three, he's gone for over 100 yards. What else does the guy have to do? Keep him in there. 128, that was on the ground. Went for over 40 in the air and five catches as well. So we'll talk with Shaq Cooper. Excited to go over things with him and learn about his story. And then CFL Fantasy Tips with Ben Kramer. And this is this is vital. If you're a CFL Fantasy player, if you're playing on DraftKings, if you're on the TSN.ca game, whatever, what are the quarterback options now with Jeremiah Masoli down? We're almost all, at all backups. Right? Like, Mike, Mike Riley stinks. Trevor Harris might be the best quarterback out there. And Matt Nichols. Like, we are really narrowed down. So we'll go over what to do at quarterback and everything else for a CFL Fantasy Games. So if you have any questions, you can hit me up on Twitter at AndyMC81 or jump in the chat room on twitch.tv slash AndyMacLive. See behind the scenes. And uh, you can have Ben as well at Benjamin. But let's get to some of the news and notes around the league. First down. Yeah, we begin with Jeremiah Masoli, as we said, out for the season. Are the first place Hamilton Tiger Cats still the team to beat in the East? Plus, which team is adjusted best from a quarterback injury this season? The CFL on TSN panel discusses. Another week in the books in the CFL. Another chance to talk about it and huddle up with Matt Dunnigan, Milt Stiegel, and Henry Burris. And, Matty, beginning with the rough news of the week and the season-ending injury to Ticats quarterback, Jeremiah Masoli. Is Hamilton still the team to beat in the East? Yeah, well, first of all, Jeremiah, heal fast, and we hate to see it. But I don't think they are. I think Montreal is. They have a game in hand. They're 3-2, mm. and two, and mm. Hamilton's at 5-1, and one, yes. But they got a lot of work coming to town, Montreal does. And they get that game, only one game behind, and I believe they're five weeks ahead with yeah. their backup quarterback, Vernon. Adam 
Conference taking the yes. taking the lead and and winning three games in and, a row. And that's the key for Montreal. That's why I think they are the favorite. Vernon Adams, we've seen him have success in this league. Dane Evans, we haven't seen it. We haven't seen enough of him. Yeah, I man, think Hamilton will be okay, but Montreal has to be the favorite. You guys are crazy. That. Come on now. It, football's the ultimate team game. With Dane Evans and talking to Speedy B, he mentioned the fact that after this victory over Winnipeg, in, 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 in Montreal has yeah. to beat Winnipeg. Okay. They beat the best team in this league with Dane Evans, yeah. and they're only going to get better for him reps, with reps. Okay, so Hamilton begins life without their starting quarterback. Five other teams in the league so far have had to do that. Which one has adjusted the best, Milt? I have a feeling I know where you're going with this. Nick Arbuckle. Oh, you, didn't, you didn't know that yet. Oh, and, 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 I was thinking Vernon. Well, I say that because they had so many guys leave this team in the offseason. And then your star quarterback gets hurt, and Nick Arbuckle steps in, and this team is still playing well. Oh, I got to go Rainey. Cody Fajardo. Cody Fajardo's the guy. I mean, look how much he's improved Saskatchewan, mm. especially in the passing yeah. game. Seven touchdown passes last season for yeah. Saskatchewan on Labor Day, and he's already accomplished that this year. That team is on the upswing. He's definitely woke up this country, Cody Fajardo, and, and Nick Arbuckle's taking over for MOP, but I'm going at Vernon Adams, mm, a team that doesn't go. have a wow. general manager, nice. doesn't have ownership group, a team that was going south in a hurry, and he's turned his franchise around single-handedly, and they believe now because B.A. is a I, I like the way you say Arbuckle. <laughs> there you go. So you have the, the big difference to me for the Hamilton Ticats and the Calgary Stampeders is the Stampeders know Bo Levi Mitchell is coming back. It's about treading water. It's about staying the course, not falling behind, and staying within striking distance, which they've done. They're 4-2. and two, So are the Eskimos. Winnipeg 5-1. and one. So you get Bo Levi Mitchell back healthy, you can get him reacclimated and start rolling from there. The Ticats... He's gone. Jeremiah Masoli, he's gone. Now, he's going to be at practice. He's going to be in the playbook. He's going to be on the sidelines. He's going to be really involved. So morale, that's great. But he's not coming back. And we don't know what to think of Dane Evans. We don't know. I don't know. You don't know what to expect. So that's the big difference there between those two. And it'll be interesting to see how the Ticats face off and and try to figure things out when they head into Saskatchewan to battle the Rough Riders and air for Jardo. Okay, it's gone. Second down. And speaking of Cody Fajardo, how about the Rough Riders? Laying the smack down on the now 1-6 BC Lions. What happened? Led by a dominant rushing performance by William Powell, TSN's Chris Cuthbert and Glenn Sooner broke it all down. First time since 1974, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders win back-to-back against the BC Lions. You had the feeling that the Lions couldn't afford to lose this game and we'd see their best, but... It looked like Saskatchewan just didn't allow them to be at their best. The storyline coming in was, could the BC Lions protect Mike Riley? That was answered very quickly. They still have their issues there. There were four sacks created by the Saskatchewan defense. But it was a different journey this time than game one, certainly. I mean, Cody Fajardo didn't have big numbers passing, but didn't make the big mistake. They went to the run game. And when the run game started kicking in with William Powell, they started to take control of time of possession. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders, they had the lead. They ground and just took that game and try, started to grind it to a, to a stop. William Powell had 21 carries for 146 yards. And the guy that led the way up front was playing in his 100th CFL game. That was border rate Saskatchewan native Dan Clark at center, who led the way in a lot of the touchdown runs. William Powell, by the way, had the hat trick in touchdowns with three. Control the line of scrimmage. Dan Clark had a big game in number 100 and different journey this time, but Saskatchewan takes the season series. The only time this game looked like it 
might be in doubt was when Ryan Lankford ran back a couple of kick returns for touchdowns, one on a missed field goal, the other on a kickoff. We actually had three in the game. You don't see that very often. In fact, just the sixth time in CFL history, three kick return touchdowns in one game. Yeah, to have that many in one game, you don't see often, but you do see the return game in the Canadian Football League. It's one of the great aspects of our game in Canada that at any given time, you can see these big returns, and it's not necessarily a punt return every time. Sometimes it can be a kickoff return like we saw tonight from Ryan Langford. Luchez Purifoy had one for Saskatchewan. That was the first one, but Langford had two tonight. In all, combined return yards tonight by both teams, 521 yards. Langford himself had 277, which was way more, 200 yards more than the BC Lions had offensively. One of the great aspects of Canadian football is the return game, and, and we saw something unusual tonight. Could have been a million-dollar night, but that kick for a million doesn't exist anymore, but uh, it did for Ryan Langford as he becomes just the 19th player in CFL history with two kick return touchdowns in the same game. That's about the only good news for the BC Lions, who go on the bye now 1-6, and six, and after the first third of the season, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders even their record at three and three. There you go, the great Chris Cuthbert and Glenn Suter. So BC off this week, back into Hamilton to take on the Ticats, and who knows what the quarterback situation is going to look like at that point for Hamilton. But BC with Mike Riley. Why? How? How? I don't I don't understand how that team can be one and six. It is absolutely beyond me. Okay, let's move on. Third down. And it is rankings time. Today we look at defensive rankings coming out of week seven with Rod Smith and the CFL on TSN panel. These are the top defensive performances of week seven. The 7-Eleven player rankings, according to our producer Jamie, known as the 7-Eleven Slurpee Boy. You don't have to agree with them, and chances are uh, Henry Burris, Matt Dunnigan, Milt Siegel will not agree with uh, everything Slurpee Boy says or does because they never do. So have at it. You start, Hank. What do you think of this? All right, right we'll take now? the first sip of that Slurpee, but i got to give it to Nick Shorthill of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Mm-hmm. He was the one defensive player of the defensive mm-hmm. unit that played in a game that actually meant something, defeating the Winnipeg Blue Bombers unbeaten. And, of course, with Jeremiah Masoli going down, unfortunately, that, that Hamilton Tiger Cat defense stepped it up. The kid who led the way was Nick Shorthill, replacing Simone Lawrence, who's also, in my mind, having one heck of a season. Yeah, yeah I yeah. like the Shorthill pig, Hank, but uh, I, I think Jagarin Davis from yeah, that same team, he, he had an extra jump to his step. Stats don't bore it out. He only had four tackles and one interception, guys, but he was all over the football field like he had slammed a couple of slurpees before <laughs> the ball game, and, and he, he, I'm telling you, he was getting, he was wreaking havoc. He was all over the yeah, field. Yeah, he was. He was, and Robertson Daniel, was that actually him? I'm not yeah. used to seeing him look like Why that. so serious? Yeah, I'm not used to seeing him. Yeah. Ja'Garrett Davis, he's my number one guy. Another guy who I thought should be on there, what about Solomon Alamimian? Oh, going yeah. back and playing against the BC Lions, you knew he was going to have a big game. Yeah. But Ja'Garrett Davis was all over the field. There was a certain energy that he played with, something you can't teach when he goes out there and play hard like that. So Ja'Garrett Davis, in my opinion, he was number yeah, one. He was a guy. He's number one. Okay, well, Robertson Daniel, yes, he was. He, he had the Joker face paint on. So. Nine tackles in a pit. Yeah, he yeah, did. Yeah. He did. He had a very good one too. I mean, honorable mention, Chris uh, Casher, two of the stamps. Corey Greenwood too has had a couple of uh, yeah. very good weeks on defense yeah. for the Calgary Stampeders. But why so serious? Slurpy boy takes this list very seriously, and you know he's going to be on the defensive, sending emails to us later on. There it is, the CFL on TSN panel on defensive rankings. Well. 
we'll swing around the East. What the Jeremiah Masoli injury means to the rest of the East Division and really the whole league as Hamilton were one of the Grey Cup favorites. We'll see. Can they overcome? It, it, the D, I like the D. I like the running game. We know it's all about the quarterback. Matthew Shinetti will help us break down that in the East Division next on CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network. Hungry? Domino's has you covered. Grab any medium feast pizza for only $10.99 or dive into our delivery and carryout specials at dominoes.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. Try our delicious side dishes like pasta and chicken wings and don't forget our irresistible marbled cookie brownie for dessert. Perfect food for the big game if you're in a hurry or just because. Check out all the great deals at dominoes.ca. That's dominoes.ca. Back to CFL Weekly across Canada on the TSN Radio Network. I'm Andy McNamara coming to you from the TSN 1050 Toronto studios. We are delivered by Domino's. Grab a large four-topping pizza for just $12.99. Or you can get the piece of the pie rewards. This is what I did tonight for me and the family. So you, when you buy Domino's pizza on Domino's.ca, you get 10 piece of the pie reward points. When you get to 60, you get a free two-topping medium pizza. You keep adding those up. So I had points tallied up. I got two medium pizzas for the kids and myself and the wife. I went ham and I went green pepper. But that's what you can do. Piece of the pie rewards. Sign up. It's free. Check it out today at dominoes.ca. That's dominoes.ca. Give us a follow on Twitter at AndyMC81. Watch live behind the scenes on twitch.tv slash Live. Jump in the chat room there. Let's bring in my buddy, Matthew Shinetti. And Matt, right off the top, the most important question. I was talking about Domino's pizza. My two toppings were ham and green pepper. How do you go in that direction? Well, I usually defer my girlfriend is a... Uh, an absolute uh, disciple of Domino's Pizza. Oh, so I delightful am, woman. Uh, she goes with very simple, very basic cheese and pepperoni and and, uh, and mushrooms. There you I go. Have no say in the matter. I am I am simply along for the ride, and she she also has to have her cinnamon sticks on the side. So it's uh, it's when it comes to Domino's Pizza, uh, when it comes to pizza at all in my relationship. It's Domino's and nothing else. So uh, it's, it's uh, not not that I'm complaining. One never, no one oh, no. never really complain over pizza. But uh, yeah, no uh, Domino's. Uh, that that those topics for Domino's is is the only thing she'll eat. Uh, Matthew, we're going to get you. I'm going to send you and your girlfriend. We're going to get you some Domino's vouchers. I promise you. I'll hit you up after. Thank you. That, I that's that's that, great, my buddy. Friend. But you know what? Um, boy, the talk of the town, right? Talk of the league. Jeremiah Masoli, down and out. Like there, I don't think there's ever been a more stylish ACL tear return to the sideline wearing the sunglasses than Jeremiah made. But when you saw that, the non-contact went down, what went through your mind? Because mine was, oh, boy. Yeah, uh, I, can, I can tell you, well, I, I really can't say exactly what I said. I was on the, uh, <laughs> the talk back button with our... Um, great CFO and TSM producer Chris Edwards and uh, we were just going through what we were going to do in the next segment after the uh, after the upcoming commercial break and uh, Jeremiah we watched Jeremiah roll out and then he went down and we both just uh, just outright said an expletive I can't repeat on uh, I can't repeat on that <laughs> on radio and we both at that point you just had the sinking feeling and, and I've said this I said this on Sports Center throughout last weekend it was eerily similar to the way 
Tim Hortons Field felt when Zach Caleros went down yeah. against the Edmonton Eskimos in 2015. That you could hear a pin drop. What was different, however, though, was the energy throughout the game. And the reason being, I think, is that Hamilton and the Hamilton Tire Cats are used to heartbreak. 2014, they lose the Grey Cup um, unfairly on a block in the back that was was not even close to the play, and Brandon Banks should have taken them all the way to uh, to a Grey Cup championship when he returned the touchdown at the last seconds. 2015, like I mentioned, Zach Galeros goes down after a, a horrific knee injury, uh, just given the extent of the damage to his knee and, and maybe the effect that it's had on his overall career since. Uh, and then in 20, uh, 2018, Brandon Banks is coming into his own, is having the best season of his career, lays out for a pass just out of bounds against the Ottawa Red Blacks and um, has to undergo reconstructive shoulder surgery afterward. Uh, this season, Brandon Banks and Jeremiah Masoli are once again the hottest uh, quarterback receiver duel in the league. Uh, Jeremiah Masuli rolls out, as I said, has a non-contact injury and will be up for the rest of the season. Yeah. The, question, the question was asked of Jeremiah Masuli whether or not um, he expects to come back this season, whether or not you know, there is no chance to re-injure. You know, it has to be said, and people often forget this, you can walk around and you can do basic things without an ACL. Your ACL basically acts as a stabilizer in, in, your, in your knee. Right. Um, Jeremiah Masuli, though, uh, it just seems that it's, uh, according to the Ticats and what the statement they put out, it is as extensive as an injury as you can get for an ACL tear, and he will be out the rest of the season. So from here on out, this is Dane Evanstein, and he's thrown right into the fire on Thursday night when he goes to Regina. Boy, in conversation with Matthew Shinetti, CFL on TSN Reporter, King of the Chucks on Twitter, at TSN Shinetti. So, Matt, let's talk about... Dane Evans, he's a guy uh, we don't honestly know a lot about. You go to his CFL page, he's got a big smile, a red beard, and he's uh, appeared in five games. Uh, that, that's, that's really all the, all the public knows. Um, obviously, the offense is going to have to change, at least at the beginning, and to some extent, maybe more defense focus. What do you know of Dane Evans and how this Ticat team feels about him? Well, I can tell you that Dane Evans uh, was the reason why uh, Johnny Manziel got traded. To, uh, oh. to Montreal, simply because Dane Evans was there early in the morning. Dane Evans was, was, was next to Jeremiah Masoli, learning the offense, being the best teammate, while Johnny Manziel's overall commitment to the Hamilton Ticats was questioned. Yeah, no surprise there. Consistent, consistently. And it came to a point where Dane Evans had actually supplanted Johnny Manziel on the depth chart as the team's backup quarterback. Um, it now... It becomes interesting because leading going into the season, there is oftentimes, given the nature of the CFL, a lot of attend, a little bit more attention on the backup because we have seen it throughout the annals of the CFL that the backup tends to, at some point, at least get some amount of work. It was made pretty, it was made pretty clear pretty quickly that Dane Evans was uh, was classified and described as Jeremiah Masoli's number one fan. So that tells you all you need to know about where he sat and how much was expected of him if he had to play. Not saying anything of his talents, but this is Jeremiah Masoli's seen the offense was built around him. It is a significantly short period of time in this situation for a backup quarterback to all of a sudden take the reins. However, if you're listening to the live mic game on Thursday night, you heard Dane Evans 
consistently say to his teammates, let's go out and score, let's go out and get a first down. He has the pulse and the emotions of that locker room. He is somebody that other players believe in. The issue is going to be, and this was a concern uh, going into the season, that this is not a plug-and-play offense like June Jones's run-and-shoot. This is an offense that will have to be tailored to the strengths of the quarterback. The question being is, when this offense is tailored to the strengths of Dane Evans, how does that affect the other component pieces of this offense? It's very easy to think of to think of the football, football as a throw-and-pass kind of sport. It's more than that. We're talking about the depth of your routes. We're talking about the release point uh, where the quarterback releases his pass. We're talking about the number of steps he takes in his step, his drop back. We're talking about the balance and position of his body when he releases the football. All of these components will lend themselves to, to the highest probability of success. And if the highest probability of success is throwing more passes to Luke Tasker or throwing more passes to Mike Jones, well, then you could see a depreciation of other aspects of the offense. It is going to be very interesting in the weeks ahead how the, what happens to Hamilton's offense. In particular, what happens if Dane Evans struggles? Now, behind him is Hayden Moore, who is the University of Cincinnati product, and David Watford, who, regardless of his CFL experience, um, all that CFL experience, actually I should say, what it amounts to is a platoon job with, uh, in the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, uh, in the the Saskatchewan Rough Riders offense. Um, And with Chris Jones, he was going play in and play out and play in and play out. And uh, that's probably doesn't necessarily show you a lot of what David Watford can do. So I would say for the foreseeable future, this is Dane Evans' team. And the Ticats, uh, they have that cushion at the top of being 5-1, and one, but there is going to have to be a lot of work that they're going to need to do to make sure that Dane Evans can have sustained success because there are going to be bumps. This is not a guy who's going to come in and set the world on fire. That's not, that's not fair. And as a consequence of all that, the Eastern Division is now completely up for grabs. It's fascinating, the quarterback scenarios league-wide from the start of the year till now. In conversation with Matthew Shinetti, CFL and TSN reporter. So, Matt, let's, let's go over quick the, uh, the rest of the East Division quarterback-wise. Boy, I never thought I'd say this. The most stable team is the Montreal Alouettes. Vernon Adams Jr., he was on the show here a couple weeks ago. Fascinating guy, and boy, he's put in the work. Um, Montreal has a real chance to capture lightning in a bottle here. They, they host Ottawa this week, and on from there. Like that, to, to me, the Montreal Alouettes might become the team to beat, depending on how Dane Evans turns out. It is sacrosanct for me to compare um, Vernon Adams to Anthony Calvillo. Mm, right. Dozens and dozens and dozens. We're talking about, uh, I think he has something like probably close to 67,000 less passing yards than Anthony Calvillo. But the stories are not dissimilar. Vernon Adams has had an itinerant career in the CFO. He's been all over. He's been a great teammate. He's had struggles. Um, you know, he was a highly touted, drafted, uh, you know, taken by the BC Lions and traded for a first overall draft pick to, to Montreal. And then he gets moved to Saskatchewan. And then he goes to... Uh, uh, then he then finds his way to Hamilton, and then now he's back in Montreal. Vernon Adams, though, has shown that he does have CFL ability, not dissimilar to Anthony Calvillo, who struggled with Las Vegas and then completely had seen his career imploded in Hamilton and finally getting a, uh, getting a chance to, to really succeed with Don Matthews in Montreal. 
I think a lot of the a lot of the success has to be put down to Kahari Jones. Kahari Jones has a very uh, affable, very calm, very measured demeanor on the sidelines. A lot of that has to do with the fact that Kahari Jones is a, was a quarterback himself, had struggles himself, much like Vernon Adams, and there, I think, unlike a lot of coaches in the past, because of Kahari Jones's extensive CFL resume, he can go in that room and say. I played with the greatest receiver and one of the greatest receivers in CFL history in Mil Stegall. I conducted one of the one of the best offenses in, of the last um, 17, 18 years in that 2001, 2002 Winnipeg Blue Bombers offense. I have been so I was an MOP in this league, an All Star in this league. I am someone you can look to. I am someone who understands what you're going through, and I think that's different than every other situation that the Montreal Alouettes have been in since. Uh, Mark Trussman left. A lot of a lot of coaches came in, completely dismissed the value of the Canadian Football League, um, and found themselves very quickly grasping at straws. Uh, and as for the other quarterbacks, really, when you take a look at the last five, six, seven years, eight years, nine years of the Montreal Alouettes since Anthony Calvillo retired and moved on, we're talking about the two high points being some performances from Jonathan Crompton and one deep pass from Tanner Marsh to Air uh, oh. Deloria. And uh, that's all that much, that's really all that amounts. And one playoff win against the, you know, a couple of great playoff games against the, uh, the Hamilton Firecats and that defense that they had. Having said all of that, you're absolutely right. The East is wide open, and Montreal right now looks like the, the most stable. Uh, they look like they have the most momentum right now, regardless of Hamilton's win against Winnipeg, only because... Their quarterback, compared to the other quarterbacks in the division, is a known commodity. And very quickly, I'll go through Ottawa's quarterback situation. Makes you want to pull your hair out because Jonathan Jennings yeah. seems to have lost all mojo or whatever mojo he had um, three seasons ago. And the Argos, with all due respect to a lot of great players on this on that team, right now are flat bad. And so, right now, if you're asking me uh, where I think the East is going to go. This, I think, as the season goes on, and remember, we're only going into week seven, eight here. Um, ultimately, I think this is going to be, it's going to get down to the wire, and it's going to be closer between the Montreal Alouettes and the Hamilton Tire Cats, because I, I do believe at this point, even though we haven't hit Labor Day yet, I believe the Montreal Alouettes are the real deal this season. I'm with you, man. It's going to be a fun and exciting ride. And Dane Evans, let's see what you got in Saskatchewan, buddy. Matt, thank you so much, my friend. Take care, Andrew. All right, there he goes. Matthew Shinetti always brings it with the knowledge. Just such a great job. CFL on TSN Reporter. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, at TSN Shinetti. We're going to step aside and go out west behind the helmet with Shaq Cooper, whose cousin is NFL great running back Frank Gore. We'll talk with Shaq Cooper coming off of his career performance against the Argos next on CFL Weekly. To CFL Weekly across the TSN Radio Network, Canada wide. I'm Andy McNamara coming to you from TSN 1050 Toronto Studios. We are delivered by Domino's. Go grab yourself a large four topping pizza for just $12.99. How about the marbled cookie brownie for dessert, the cheesy bread? Check out all the great deals, carryout, and delivery at Domino's.ca. That's Domino's.ca. As I like to do, we go behind the helmet each week with a different CFL player. This time, we go out west to the Edmonton Eskimos and running back Shaquille Cooper. 
Shaq, first of all, let me tell you that the game in the shutout victory over the Toronto Argonauts, you were sensational. I don't have to recap it to you, but I will. Galloping for 128 rushing yards and a touchdown, plus five catches for 48. And I looked it up, Shaq. You've got three total pro games with the Eskimos. Two of those went up for over 100 yards. Tell me a little bit, how, how good does it feel when you're given the opportunity, you make the most of it, especially last week? Oh, man, it feels it feel awesome, man. Uh, I'm just blessed to have the opportunity. You know, the coaches give me the opportunity to get out there and show what I could do, what I'm capable of doing. You know, uh, it's been a long season. You know, uh, from not playing preseason or not practicing in the camp, you know, for an injury. But it felt great to be back out there and show them my talent, you know, to show what I could do. And you sure did, and I'll tell you this. Uh, I've got, we have a fantasy segment here on CFL Weekly, and uh, CFL fantasy players loved you. You were a true value buy. Are, are you a fantasy uh, player, NFL, CFL, or anything like that, either growing up or uh, or now? Uh, no, I'm not. I just actually got into it. Uh, I've been getting a lot of tweets and a lot of DMs uh. from a lot of fans saying thank you uh, <laughs> for the fantasy points. So, uh, that, you know, that's pretty awesome that uh, I can make them guys happy and, you know, Show them, you know, I can get them points, and you know, it's it's, it's exciting. You know, it's, it's a little different for me. You know, I haven't played much, but like you say, when I do, I try to do the best I could do and show my talent. Oh, you sure do, man, and it's uh, it's so great for the Eskimos to have somebody like you in that depth at the running back position. So uh, let's get to know you a little bit. Let's get to know Shaq Cooper a little bit. Fine, go, that's cool. If you go to the CFL page, okay, your CFL page, we got you from Coral Gables, Florida, went to Fort Hayes State, and uh, 26 years old, but. If you could not be a football player and you had to play another sport professionally, what would you what would you choose to play? Uh, probably baseball, steel oh. bases. Steel bases, I like, nice. Okay. Yeah, I actually got into it. Uh, I like basketball. I like basketball, but baseball is a little different. They pay more. You know, I know. I, I feel like I have a better chance at baseball than basketball. Guaranteed. Oh, hey, it's all or guaranteed run track. money. I probably run track. Or track. Okay. I, and yeah. now, did, did you play ball playing up? Did you play baseball? Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't. But that's something I always wanted to do. Okay, and the stealing base. Yeah, I got to take that guaranteed money, man. I'm, I'm with you there. Yeah, yeah you there. for sure. <laughs> now, if they're, for sure. hypothetically, if you could not play any sport, they said, Shaq, you can pick another sport, you can pick another profession, another career, but it can't be in sports. What would you be doing? Um, Probably a fireman. Probably a fireman or something like that. Oh, okay. You and, know, something that I like, you know. Something physical like, still. Uh, yeah, yeah, something like a fireman or probably um, help kids or something like nice. that. You know, like be involved with something like that, you know, to try to give back to the community or, you know, show show kids the right way to, to do it the right way. That's awesome. I love that. In conversation yep. with Shaq Cooper from the Edmonton Eskimos. Uh, all right. Now, what did you know about the CFL before you joined the Eskimos in 2018? Did you did you hear of it? Were you aware uh, of the league? I heard of it. I heard of it because I have a couple friends that played out uh, in the CFL, but mm-hmm. uh, I really didn't know much. I didn't know how it worked. I didn't know about the ratio. I didn't right. really know too much about it. You know, and I learned last year when I got here, uh, I learned a lot about it. It's, it's totally different, but at the end of the day, it's football, I think. And, I mean, anything you put your mind to, you could do. So, I mean, it's not that hard. It's just getting used to that. What, what was the biggest... Yeah, just getting used to it. What, what was the biggest surprise to you or the biggest adjustment when you came up? Uh, the waggle. <laughs> the waggle. The waggle. Yes. Yeah, everybody just moving. You know, you're like, what the heck? What's going on? Play and, everything. <laughs> and, and how about the the bigger field? Did that take an adjustment? Having yeah, the, that's, the I field? love it. Yeah, so when, when I talked to Brock, the GM here, uh, 
he talked to me on the phone, and he was just like, with your speed, you'll be awesome mm-hmm. over here. You know, you can run the field with your speed. And I was just like, that's great, and I like to run. <laughs> so, you know, I'm that type of player that like to cut back cross field and right. stuff like that. So that's perfect. So, so did you find that, have that bigger field, you did feel the room and it did help your game? Uh, yes, it did. Huh. Yeah, it, it does in, in certain ways. But like I said, at the end of the day, I think it's all football. Uh, I, you know, I enjoy it. And I, every opportunity I get, I try to make the best out of it. You know? Absolutely. Okay, let's get, to, let's get to a couple more things to get to know you a little bit. Okay. Uh, favorite city to visit on a road trip? And this can be either when you were in college or in the CFL. Just when, when you see can that you, name up. Can you repeat that, sir? Yeah, no problem. Uh, favorite city to visit on a road trip. So when you're on the road, if it's like, okay, you're going to City X and, 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 and this city comes up, you're excited. And that can be whether when you were in college or in the CFL. Favorite, favorite vi- uh, city to visit on a road trip? Uh, I'm going to say Montreal. That's Montreal. A good choice, I've never my been friend. in Montreal before. Uh, last year was my first time ever in Canada, so it was a little different for me. Like I say, uh, I only went on one road trip, but I didn't play. They took me on the forty-six just in case uh, CJ went down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I actually love Montreal. It's a beautiful city. People nice. Uh, it's different from where I'm from. I'm from Miami, so you know the people different. It's just the whole you know atmosphere is different. So yeah, different language. Was, you know, it's something different for me. I like it. It was pretty cool to experience, you know, to show, you know, show my friends back home. Yeah. You know. So, and now you were saying coming to the CFL, that was your first time in Canada. Uh, and I guess. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I guess a bit of a weather shock, huh? When it got a little. Oh, uh, yeah. Big weather. <laughs> so, you know, it was pretty cold, pretty cold, real cold when I got here. It, a little different. Yeah. It, 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 it kind of gets you. But as you said, like, you know what? It's football. You get used to it, right? Yeah. It, yeah. It, yeah. You know, like I say, anything you put your mind to, you could do it. You know, it was more, last year it was more just becoming a pro, you know, right. learning the system, getting to know everything, you know, like, you know, try to be the player CJR, you know, get to where CJ Gable at right now, right. you know, his, you know, his long uh, career and his lead, if I, you know, if it, if it leads to that, you know, well, try hey, to stay healthy, you know, just like the important stuff. That's it, man. That's it. And, and uh, favorite sport growing up, was it football? Yes, yes. My whole family played football. Oh, and, and, and so in Florida, did you have were, were you a Dolphins guy, Bucks guy, or who was your what was your favorite team? Uh, I never had an uh, NFL team because my cousin, one of my cousins, like my close cousins, uh, he played in the NFL. Go by the name of Frank Gore. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. So wow. I never really had a favorite NFL team. I really just like whatever team he was on. Just followed him. Well, I was going to ask which uh, which athlete you looked up to and why, but I, I guess Frank Gore would be him. Huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. That's, now, for if, sure. Having somebody like that with the success he's had, uh, is there any j- kind of general wisdom he's imparted on you and, and said, hey, man, you know what, you do this as a pro uh, and that's what you do? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he always taught, he always taught me the right way, you know, just being around him, saying it, you know, him doing it, the lonely work, the hard work. Uh, he worked hard at what he do. He take his job serious. Uh, he's probably one of the hardest working guys I ever been around in my life. All right, so it's a little different when you around him. It's like you know he takes nothing for granted. You know he been through it all, and I, you know I I learn. I watch and I learn. I learned a lot from him. You know. Yeah, and it, it's in all the, about every aspect. Yeah, and it's all about the the effort and the the, the work hard and put it all in. So, and you've certainly done that. Well, right. Shaq, you know what, man? We are going to be tracking you. Good luck the rest of the season. Hope to see a lot more of you, man. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it, man. All right, well, thank, thank you, man. Later. Appreciate it. Enjoy your day. You too.
There he is, Shaq Cooper of the Edmonton Eskimos. What a great guy. I want, I want to see him play some more. I know C.J. Gable might be coming off the injured list, but he... C.J. Gable needs to be drinking some more milk, man. I'm telling you, over the years. And just from a likability standpoint, I've dealt with C.J. Gable. I don't know if it's shyness or just an aloof... Not very likable in person, in my experience. I want to see more Shaq Cooper... And I think this guy, listen, three games, 200-plus yard games, what more do you want? Right? He's going to be cheaper, younger. You're not going to give up on C.J. Gable, though, because still, even if he isn't 100% when he is in there, he has the power and ability to go off at any moment. So Edmonton Eskimos in really good shape here with Winnipeg now at 5-1, and one, then in Calgary tied at 4-2, and two, Saskatchewan knocking on the door. You have Trevor Harris. You got a nice backfield, good D. Like the Eskimos can't be overlooked. We're going to step aside and come back and try to figure out this quarterback situation when it comes to CFL fantasy, whether it's for your DraftKings.com game, whether it's for your TSN fantasy game, whatever. We'll talk quarterbacks. We'll talk your lineup for week eight in the Canadian Football League with Ben Kramer of Daily Roto and CFL.ca next on CFL Weekly. Hungry? Domino's has you covered. Grab any medium feast pizza for only $10.99 or dive into our delivery and carryout specials at dominoes.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. Try our delicious side dishes like pasta and chicken wings and don't forget our irresistible marbled cookie brownie for dessert. Perfect food for the big game if you're in a hurry or just because. Check out all the great deals at dominoes.ca. That's dominoes.ca. Back to wrap up another edition of CFL Weekly across Canada on the TSN Radio Network. I'm Andy McNamara coming to you from the TSN 1050 Toronto studios. You can watch along on Twitch TV behind the scenes. Jump in the chat room to twitch.tv slash Live. Folks, this is, this is tough when it comes to CFL fantasy. With all the quarterbacks dropping, Jeremiah Masoli of the Hamilton Ticats, the most recent. Joining me now to try to sort out this CFL fantasy lineup, whether it's for DraftKings, whether it's for TSN, it's Ben Kramer from Daily Roto and CFL.ca joining me on the Domino's Pizza Delivery Line. Ben, how you doing, buddy? Hey, it's a good day here, man. Well, you know what? It's, it's not a good day, I don't think, or at least it's a, it's a confusing day if you are a CFL fantasy player, and whether it's for DraftKings or TSN, Ben, um, we have seen the options at quarterback keep dwindling and dwindling down. Mazzoli, gone. Bo Levi Mitchell, out. James Franklin and the Argos, not an option. Where are we going at quarterback for Week 8? Hopping on the Cody Fajardo hype train with me. I've been here for a couple of years now. We pulled out of the station, and things are full steam ahead, man. Wow. Okay, so Cody Fajardo. I was thinking more, okay, Matt Nichols, because they're going up against the Argos, but you like... Andy, never Matt Nichols. <laughs> That's the first rule of CFL fantasy. Can we get that never hashtag? Never Matt Nichols. Hashtag never Matt Nichols. Let's get that trending. Okay, yeah, he's I off think my he's lineup. only passed over 300 yards once in the last two seasons. <laughs> that is fantasy kryptonite. Oh, Ben, that is amazing. Hashtag never Matt Nichols. Okay, we're going We're going Air Fajardo. Um, now, this is against the Hamilton Ticats, who, listen, the defense did 
excellent against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Does going up against that Hamilton D concern you a little bit? Yeah, it's not one that you would necessarily want to pick on, per se, but Fajardo has the wonderful benefit of yards rushing to go along with the yards passing, and he's still passing for some of the most yards per attempt in the league so far this season. The one real Achilles heel that Hamilton has is that rush defense, and that might be something that Fajardo certainly gets to play up on a little bit with his legs. They're still giving up the most yards per carry in the league at just about 5.8 yards and the highest rate of rushing touchdowns per attempt as well. So that's something that's certainly exploitable. So you got that. I, I can dig that. Let's go to running back. And my guest on Behind the Helmet this week was Shaq Cooper of the Edmonton Eskimos. Fascinating guy. Cousin is NFL legend Frank Gore. The question is, and this is why, folks, for your, when you're playing fantasy on DraftKings, on TSN, you have to check the depth chart and the injury report and the cut and everything as close to game time as possible. Because Shaq Cooper, if you're on the TSN CFL game, Shaq Cooper is listed as a go. CJ Gable still has the, 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 the red medical cross, but CJ Gable may suit up. So we got to keep an eye on that, right? Yeah, Gable has practiced the last couple of days, and I would expect that if he's been practicing, he'll be the one who's leading that backfield again this week versus Calgary coming off the injured list because if he's the one who's healthy, he's going to be the one who gets carries. And Shaq Cooper had an amazing game, and we probably won't see him again until Gable gets hurt again somewhere down the road. So Gable is an option, but versus Calgary that's given up the fewest yards per carry and fewest touchdowns per carry, he's probably not somebody you want to spend up for nearly over 9,000 on CFLTS and fantasy this week. In conversation with Ben Kramer from Daily Roto and CFL.ca on the Domino's Pizza Delivery Line. Folks, get yourself a large four-topping pizza for just $12.99. Check out all the great deals, uh, delivery and carry-out at Domino's.ca. That's Domino's.ca. Let's get back to running back here. So we have hashtag never Matt Nichols. What about hashtag always Andrew Harris, especially against the Argos? That's the equal and opposite reaction, right? (laughs) Yeah, that Andrew Harris, regardless of price this week, is somebody that I think that you want in your lineups versus Toronto. They can't stop anybody whether it's through the air or on the ground and he puts himself in the middle of the game plan every week whether it's on the ground or through the air their touchdowns per attempt are right through the ceiling their yardage allowed is the most or i should say the second most now behind ottawa through the air and harris had just about 10 targets last game i think in the passing attack once darvin adams went out and he's expected to miss time again this week with probably chris matthews filling in for him so i'd expect harris to be fully involved in the game plan whether it's a blowout or not and probably the top projected scorer on the slate this week so if we're going harris he's in eleven thousand plus on tsn expensive on DraftKings as well Where's the value? I'm not loving Malik Irons, Hamilton versus Saskatchewan. Uh, Is there another direction we should go? Yeah, there's kind of four cheap running backs this week, just like there were last week, and we'll put them in order that I think John Crockett is probably the top one on my list for the cheap backs. He's only 4,500 on CFL TSN Fantasy and gets the matchup with Montreal. And the Montreal defense has been improving, but they're still giving up the third most yards per carry and the most yards per touch, touchdowns per carry in the CFL so far this season. So that's one to, you could possibly exploit. Crockett has looked exceptionally good so far, even with John 
Jennings under center, really presenting no threat of a downfield passing attack. And if Dom Davis can get up there and stretch the field a little bit more than what defensive have been able to, stacking the line against Crockett, you might see a pretty big game out of that guy if he can get his workload up near 15 touches like he has the last couple of weeks. After that, you probably slip down the scale a little bit to Malik Irons versus Saskatchewan. Terry Williams might be starting at running back for Calgary versus Edmonton, but the volume will get hurt there. And then finally, you've got Brandon Burks, who came out of the gate exceptionally well last week versus Edmonton and had 40 yards on his first four carries, it seemed, in the first quarter, and then didn't get a touch for the rest of the game because Toronto completely lost their minds and forgot how to run an offense. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's quite something. He looked really, really good, and then they just completely bailed on him. So hopefully this week they keep him a little bit more in the game plan with Wilder out again, and versus Winnipeg, he can get an opportunity to get some work. And if uh, let's talk about those the Montreal Alouettes for a second in, in weapons. I'm staying outside of, of Burke maybe as a, a flyer. I'm staying away from the Argonauts with just the least score points. 75 points. 75 points for. It's disgusting. It's fantasy toxin. So the Montreal Alouettes, if we're looking at receiver options, are we going B.J. Cunningham? He hit double digits for the first time last week. Eugene Lewis hit double digits. Any Montreal receiver interests you? You know what, Quan Bray is the one who's been the most consistent target over the last month or so since he got put into the starting lineup, and he's still just about 3,600 on CFL TSN Fantasy. He's one of the top five projected receivers this week, and part of the problem with that Montreal receiving core is just going to be knowing who is going to be playing. As Cunningham missed the last couple of games injured, Posey missed the last couple of games, and if they either one of those or both of them come back this week, then all of a sudden it redistributes the targets a little bit, and it's a little bit more sketchy as to who's going to get how many balls now what about for for hamilton let's circle back here ben because all right uh, jeremiah masoli's out which means his targets can suffer like I, I and not really seeing him play we don't know who he likes we don't know how he'll distribute the ball we don't know if it will be taken out of his hand uh, are, are we looking to stay away from the likes of, of a luke tasker and uh, and brandon banks has been a little banged up too yeah, Banks has missed practice all week, and he's yeah. not expected to play at this point. So that bumps Braylon Addison a fair ways up the scale. He's just over 6,000, because that's 10 targets from Banks that would have to be redistributed throughout the rest of the offense. So Tasker might get a couple extra, but he's been way down in targets from previous seasons so far this year, too, getting just over five instead of the seven he was used to. So if he gets closer to seven, maybe he's an option. But I think Addison is the real benefit from the loss of Banks this week. And we'll see what Evans can do. I really like Evans actually quite a bit for his skill set. He has a fair bit to prove in acclimating to CFL game yet. But in college, he was just about a 3-to-1 touchdown to interception ratio his last couple of seasons and about 8.5 yards an attempt. He's a guy who can throw a nice deep ball, and if he can get used to the speed of the game, then I think he could certainly be an adequate replacement there in Hamilton. Last one for you here, Ben. Whether it's for DraftKings or the TSN game, who do you like on defense? I'm thinking either Saskatchewan or, of course, Winnipeg. Saskatchewan against Hamilton, where we don't know about Dane Evans, and Winnipeg against Toronto, who can't score any points. Yeah, I think it's easy to pick on Toronto every week with your fantasy defense. So Winnipeg would be a nice option on DraftKings. It's still affordable. It's priced up, but it's affordable. On CFL TSN Fantasy, it's tough to spend up for the top defenses. And I think probably the one that a lot of people can look at in the cheap price tag is Montreal is kind of inexplicably priced right at the bottom of the scale at 3200 on CFL TSN Fantasy. And with Dom Davis probably back under center for Ottawa, you're going to have the opportunity to get a couple of turnovers likely from him and the possibility for a pick six from a min-price defense.
There you go. All right, Ben, great stuff. Uh, listen, you got some stuff going on on Daily Roto you want to tell us about? Yeah, the NFL season is coming up just around the corner here with the Hall of Fame game on Thursday, I think. And so we've got a promo code available for people who are looking for the NFL fantasy package from us this season. If you use the promo code CFL2019, you'll get 10% off the year subscription. There you go. Perfect stuff. Ben, thank you as always, my friend. We'll talk to you again next week. Yeah, great talking to you, Andy. All right, there he goes, Ben Kramer from Daily Roto. And make sure you jump in our CFL Weekly, tsn.ca CFL Fantasy League, as well as our custom DraftKings.com League. Ben sends those out each week at Benjamin. Check out all his great work on CFL.ca and on uh, Daily Roto. So there you go, folks. Thank you very much to all of our guests tonight. We'll be back with you next week. Let's see how this quarterback situation sorts itself out as we get ready for week nine after this week's game. So for Arad, I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network.